Hello and welcome back to the Double Post Podcast. As always, I'm Reese. And I'm Charlie. Reese, how, how was your weekend? How was my your weekend? weekend was pretty good. Yeah? What did you do? Uh, I watched a very exciting Timbers game. What else did you do? <laughs> uh, I went sledding. Yeah? Yeah, I did. I, I love sledding. some sledding. I love me some sledding too. Um, I remember it being a lot faster when I was a kid. Yeah. That was one of the things that I noticed like pretty much right off the bat is that like when you're a kid, you feel like you're going a thousand miles an hour. And then when you go sledding again as an adult, you're like, wow, I'm really not moving very fast. Mm. I like that metaphor because it's how I, how I watch MLS as well. You know, <laughs> when I watch non-Timbers MLS teams, it's pretty much the worst thing I've ever watched. I mean, that's not true. I've watched some pretty bad soccer in my free time, but yeah, you know, it's really hard to watch like non-MLS Timbers. But when the Timbers are on, they're just like giddy. I'm like... Excited. Yeah, I, I always like feel I feel like the players are a lot better whenever I watch Timbers games. <laughs> Which I mean, again, a lot it's of times, sometimes, true. sometimes they are, but other times they're definitely not, and it's just no. I was actually thing. explaining this to somebody the other day. It's like the Timbers play some of the most aesthetically pleasing soccer, yeah. like in MLS. I mean, we'll throw on random games sometimes, and it's just like some of it is like pulling teeth. It is just hard yeah. to watch, but. I mean, that's it. Also, I feel like this is reminiscent of our conversation about in the last episode where, like, we were talking about how, like, we think all Timbers are underrated. I don't remember that. Do you remember we were talking about that in the last one? Like, I don't remember. Okay. Well, anyway. I believe uh, you, but I just, <laughs> I just don't remember. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, we are actually back. I know. A yes. second episode. Crazy. Um, it's kind of a miracle we made it this far. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But we, uh, we, had a, we played a game. Played a game last weekend. Um, yeah. An exciting game. Yeah, it was a really uh, good game. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun game. Uh, obviously, you know, didn't get three points, but as far as uh, first game of the season goes, can't really ask for a more fun one. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's definitely true. And, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a penalty shout, like, in the second half. Maybe maybe there's an argument, but I feel like 2-2 is, like, well, a we'll, good, we'll, solid result. We'll talk about that penalty shout. Okay, okay. I have okay. some opinions. But, well, but I don't know. We'll I feel get... like it was a pretty evenly matched game. I think know? so, too. Yeah, I, I mean... Like, I mean, I know we'll, we'll probably touch on this more later, but one of the big recurring themes was um, set pieces. Like, I think from open play, I thought we looked very good. I mean, I thought we were pretty much the better team, but we looked really vulnerable on set pieces, and it cost us. Yeah, we looked um, like shit on set pieces. We, yeah. we looked like we didn't improve at all from last season, which obviously we, we sucked at set yeah, pieces we last year, too. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to really... <laughs> hard to really see where the improvement would come from. I mean, unless Ivacic is somehow way better in the air than Clark, um, or Bill Tulum yeah. grew four inches. Um, we have McGraw in there, pretty, who is a, a big imposing force. Um, Both, yeah, I feel like Tulum is pretty tall, too, right? Um, is he tall? I, I don't I remember thinking he was that tall, just more like, he's, sturdy. He's pretty, yeah, he's pretty built. You know what, actually, I'm going to look this up. All right. Um, well, anyways, <laughs> Timbers tied New England 2-2. If you were in the stadium, you know it was a lot of fun. Even with the rain and everything, um, I feel like I feel like I had something at the top that I'm totally forgetting. But whatever, if it comes to me, it comes to me. Um, let's see. All right. Well, I mean, you already, you already, we already kind of started into it. So, like, do we want to just do timeline or like? First of all, I, I think actually before that, we should ask like, is this is an acceptable result? Like two two, or are you satisfied? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, listen, it's the first game of the season. Um, I thought we looked good. It's first uh, of the season for New England. Too. I think yeah. right, right. But I just mean in terms of like style of play, because like okay. a lot of years, 
you know, the Timbers, they, we have that big postseason run, yeah. you know, we're playing great. <laughs> and then we come out in the beginning of next season, we're like, oh my God. Like, this is one of the worst teams. What, what am I watching right now? Like, this, is this is this like a third division team or is this like a MLS team? Um, like, the chemistry is gone, the ball movement is gone, like, the style of play is gone. Like, all that just disappears over the offseason. And we didn't see that with this game. So, like, no, it was all there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. We, we looked, I mean, again, maybe some of that, I mean, I don't know, maybe it was a shorter offseason. Um, well, it was. Yeah. I mean, it definitely yeah. was short off. Maybe that contributes to the fact that. Uh, yeah, and I actually I asked Van Rankin. Van Rankin was like, for some reason they put Van Rankin on as like somebody to interview after uh-huh. the game, and I asked him that. I was like, do you guys think the shorter off season helped you keep some rhythm? And he said, yeah, and like gave some other non elaborate answer. But uh-huh. um, so yeah, I mean, it, it definitely did. Like they were, we talked last episode a lot about how nice, how nicely they were playing at the end of last year. It's good to see that continue into this year without a lot of key guys too like yeah. you look at this lineup and damn near half the starting 11 is not yeah that's true actually. strength 11 yeah you know um back line obviously you're missing both center backs who i think both played pretty well yeah i yeah, mean i know like i i mean i think that <clears throat> it's hard like on the goals well i mean we'll get into like specifics we'll on goals. the goals yeah, yeah, yeah. but um i think that like there weren't any big glaring errors um, I think from our center backs, they, they didn't, I don't think they did a good job really commanding the back mm-hmm. line very well, but, um, that's, I mean, whatever. It's the first game with that pairing probably. Um, actually, I'm not sure if that's true, well, but it, like they certainly, pre-season yeah, they that, certainly haven't had a lot of minutes together. Um, that's in a good competitive games, so I don't know. I, I didn't think it seemed terrible. Um, there was definitely some like group errors, but in terms of individual mistakes, I didn't think it looked that bad. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The rest of the eleven, uh, the outside backs were the same. Bravo and Ben Rankin, as expected. Uh, at the the midfield pivot of Chara and Paredes, again as kind of expected. You know, maybe Williamson probably takes Paredes' spot when, when yeah. he comes back. But Paredes just got extended today, actually. Oh, um, he did. I didn't that, see that. That's probably the news I was thinking about. Yeah, we just re-signed him for another like couple years. Um, and then we had like the, you know, the front four, honestly, they were all switching positions all the time. Even Yeskoda was going out to the wings. Yeah, I noticed that a lot. Which was really interesting. I don't, you don't see, like, we don't do that with Felipe Mora. We usually so. don't. And if we do, like, if we do switch, usually it's, uh, we, we like to switch Dyron mm-hmm. a lot, but usually like we'll switch Dyron and Jimmy, um, usually like 30 minutes in. Um, or so depending yeah, on, yeah, it um, depends on the game, depends but. on the game, but, uh, yeah, we don't see it a lot with like the whole front line rotating. But yeah, yeah. The front four of Jimmy, uh, Yaro, Dyron and Santi were all switching constantly. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. They started off like a little bit rigid and like a lot of services didn't know how to like, like we're looking at the sofa score lineups right now and as is a four, four, two. Yeah. Which is not, not, not sure accurate. that's really how it was. Same for new England. I'll go through theirs real quick. They had Earl Edwards in goal, not Matt Turner, um, who was injured. Apparently he's still injured from qualifying. Um, they had Omar Gonzalez on the back line. Last from the past. Yeah. Well, he's he's been in Toronto this whole time. He's been hiding in Toronto. Um, I'm not going to lie. I Bobby. thought he retired like three years ago. Or Bruce Arena <laughs> picked him up. Um, him and Andrew Farrell, who I believe is usually an outside back. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, Andrew Farrell, right center back. You had Brandon Bay on the right at right back. Dewan Jones at left back. They were pretty good. Bay especially got the goal. 
Um, and then despite, again, what this lineup says, it was a it was a 4-4-2 diamond, but the the two like end points of the diamond were split way out wide. So it was literally just like Matt Polster in the middle by himself in front of that back line, which is why we were able to get in, you know, all those those four yeah. dudes were able to mix it up so much. Yeah, it was like uh, if you take a normal like four four two, but like instead of having the two middle ones be like next to each other, you like stretch them so that they're, yeah. like one's in front of the other. Yeah, and that that was kind of interesting. I don't really know why they st- stuck to that, but whatever. It's like mm, one of those yeah. FIFA positions they stick way at the back because like, <laughs> yeah, no one will ever use it. Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> right uh, next to that one where you have four forwards that you always see uh, in online. <laughs> Dude, I used to run that because I had whatever. Dude, that's like that's like the like the FIFA draft classic. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, exactly. How many forwards exactly. can I possibly fit on one team? Like, just draft can I, rating can every I, time. Can I start six forwards? Can I do it? Okay, there's one formation that will let me. Uh, and then Tommy McNamara and Legette were those two wide guys. Uh, Carlos Hill in the middle, and he was running all over the place, causing havoc like yeah. he usually does. <laughs> reigning MVP. Uh, and then Gustavo Bo and Adam Buxa up top, who. Uh, both had like 15 goals each last year. Yeah, which is why Carlos Hill was like the leading assist getter while missing like a bunch of playing time. He yeah, MVP because of it. Scary, scary, uh, scary front line to look at, especially when you got like, well, it lo- on paper it looks bad, and you got like Tuiloma, McGraw, and Ivicic like uh-huh. coming up against that. But I mean, all three of those guys did pretty well. You know, Ivicic dropped the ball like once. But he yeah. called it again, so I think he was fine. And I mean, obviously, he didn't. He had two goals scored against him, but I don't really think you can fault him for either. I mean, of those. yeah, that first one was like, I mean, it would have scored on literally anybody. Um, and even the second <laughs> yeah. one, like, there's not a whole lot he can do there. Yeah, only like a that, that's an extraneous like thing if if somebody says that. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, those are the lineups. Obviously, the Timbers didn't have Blanco until the last ten minutes. Won't have Mora or the center backs for a while. Well, the center backs actually might be coming back soon, but Mora will be out for a while. <clears throat> Williamson's still recovering from last year. Am I missing anybody? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, all right, sick. So, yeah, those were the lineups. Uh, let's talk about the game now. Yeah, let's talk the, about the game. The first big chance of the game. Uh, Second minute. <laughs> yeah. Santi had a very – I mean – Okay, I, I don't know about the temperature of like you with Santi, but I have a general idea of like what the fan base. The fan base loves Santi. Like we're all in on Santi, man. He he's Dude, I've been all in on Santi since like the moment I first watched him play, okay, even good. when he was like putting out like pretty bad performances last year when we first uh his first like five or six performances were like you saw the potential, but like yeah. they were they were rough. Like statistically, like look at his possession stats and whatnot, like they were rough, but I, I've been all in on Santi since like I first got a look at him, um, and I mean he did not disappoint this game, except well. for <laughs> it's funny I should say that because I, I, I said that and then I realized immediately what you were going to transition into because the 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 first big chance of the game I think I don't think it was the first shot I think like New England had like a shot off a corner like immediately yeah. within like sixty seconds or something, um, but the first big chance of the game came a couple minutes in. Um, off a nice piece of play. Um, yeah, it was a nice little combo. I think it was like Santi. Oh yeah, you can pull up the video if you want. But I'm pretty sure it was Santi like 
played it through to Jimmy, and then Jimmy like tried to cut it back, almost nutmegs his defender, which would have been he really He did cool. get the nutmeg, but I think it like came off the back plant foot so it didn't get through cleanly or something like that. Mm. Does that count? Um, okay, so here's my, <laughs> obviously I understand that, you know, people have their own, you know, like would, that, would that work for our running tally? Okay, yes, house? yes. Okay. Uh, by the way, me and Charlie have, do actually have a running tally at our house, um, for nutmegs. It's currently four to three. No, it's, uh, oh, wait, you have four? Yeah, remember I got you, I got you back to, I got you two in a row in like 30 minutes last week. Whatever. I jumped out um, to a quick lead. Hey, yeah, you, you actually play soccer, so keeping it close <laughs> is like my goal, honestly. If I, if I... Winner draw is what I'm looking for here. Yeah, well, it is. It is still a close matchup. I mean, only only got a one meg margin, but <laughs> it's hard for me to I'm get by, one. Oh, I'm by, you know, we, we went like probably like a month without either of us getting one. Just like because <laughs> we just we were so paranoid. Like every time yeah. we walked around the house, like we just like <laughs> shuffle around the house, um, and then eventually like we let our guard down, and the score's kind of been going up since then, but. All right, so the, this chance, um, it comes off a goal kick. It gets headed around. The ball bounces to Santi, who makes a really nice turn in the center circle. Yeah. It's a really good – I can't tell if it deflects off somebody or if it's just a really good first touch to I think, turn. I think, he just, I think he just takes it with the outside of his foot and turns it. Um, right into the path of Nisgoda and Jimmy Chara. Again, these guys are switching positions constantly. Chara was way ahead of him. Um, so he plays a nice through ball to Jimmy, which, by the way – Yar, Yar, I keep going back and forth between Yarek and Yaro. Uh, Gio called him Yaro, so I'm going to try to go to that. Uh-huh. Yaro, like, yeah, he didn't really do much in this game, like, statistics-wise, what you would expect expect from your nine. Like, he didn't have a ton of shots. He didn't have a ton of opportunities. I thought he was really good in build-up play. Um, and I saw a lot of people criticizing him, and rightly so, because you need your I, the score. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. Not okay. necessarily that I think he was bad in build-up. I agree that, like, he definitely played some good roles, but, like, we need more than that, you know? And I'm not saying that he had, like, a worthless game and that he didn't do anything right, but it's just, like, I don't know. I I thought he was largely invisible in attack, um, and that's, like, where we really need him the most with more out, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that's, mm-hmm. like, the most important thing. So, yeah, yeah, being I mean, poacher. Yeah, yeah, him being able to provide build-up play is helpful, and that's nice, but, like, we what we need right now is, like, a goal-scoring forward, and he just did not look threatening at all this entire game. Um, yeah, and we, I mean, we certainly could have used a goal scoring forward on this play by yeah. Santi. Anyway, um, um, yeah, Jimmy Char goes for the meg. It kind of, <laughs> it almost gets through and then like deflects back off the defender. Um, falls really nice for Santi. You think Santi is just going to go hit it one time about top of the box. Takes a really beautiful, deft little touch with his yeah. left foot. Yeah. Cuts it inside, gets by his man, looks sure to score. And rifles it more or less right at the keeper. Yeah, and I mean, like, he didn't have a ton. Originally, when I saw this in the stadium, I was like, oh my god, how did he just miss that? That was a wide open chance. Like, he had just the keeper to beat. He had, like, the keeper and half of a defender to beat, I guess. Like, he had someone on him, and he had someone kind of next to the keeper blocking... It wasn't space. like it wasn't like a free one on one with the keeper, but like all you, you had, but all you had to do was put it in the near corner because <sighs> the near corner was open. Yeah. Honestly, he might have even been able to put it in the far corner. I, it was a defender kind of there, so I'm not entirely sure. But like either way, like if you can just put it in the near corner, it's never getting saved, and he's only like like 12, 13 yards out. Like he's right at the penalty spot. Really, he's all, literally on all the you got to do spot. is honestly, yeah, honestly, all you got to do is pick a corner, like. Dude, and I'm, he just goes for power, and like when you're that when you're that close, you, yeah. just pick a corner. It's just that easy. 
Just Never chipping. go for power. Yeah, that would have been the chip. Would have been perfect audacious. way to start the season. Oh my god, would have been audacious. Um, mm. Anyway, keeper makes a smart save. The ball actually bounces right back to him, and then he immediately runs right <laughs> into Chimichara. Right in the um, and then Yark does have a shot block. Yeah, and Yark has a shot block, and the chance ends up they gets cleared. Yeah, no. If honestly, the funny thing is that if Jimmy's not there, he might still have a tap in. Honestly, even though yeah. he misses the first chance, but Jimmy's just like standing there, ball watching. I mean, I, I'm not even blaming him. There's there's no reason he should expect that the ball is going to come right out there. But um, yeah, that's still anyway, a the tough chan- one. The chance to goes. Um, that that's a tough pill to swallow. To you know. I feel like if we score that goal, we get all the momentum behind us. We get the crowd into it. I mean, they were into it regardless, but so yeah. I guess that's a cliche anyways. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like New England really would have had a tougher time coming back than we did. Yeah, I think you're I think you're probably right about that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think like like you said, the Providence Park crowd is always um is always good, but and yeah, it's not, but it's also, it's not just the crowd, it's like the momentum for the players, That's you know? what, yeah. Like, when yeah. you go out, like, yeah, it's good for the crowd, but, like, you, as a player, if you go out and get an early goal, like, you just have so much confidence going forward mm-hmm. um, that, like, you just don't have if you don't get that goal. I mean, even if you've got the hypest crowd in the world and you feel good going into the game, mm-hmm. um, it's just kind of like a special, special bonus. Um, so, so the first half continues, and, I mean, kind of what I remember from it is that the Timbers looked really... Well, not really good when they had the ball, but they were the better of the two teams with the ball. That being said, New England would always end their possession spells with corners. Every single time. And we are not good at defending corners. We are not good at defending corners. They pretty much all turned into shots for New England. Yeah. Mostly not one if not good shots, yeah. but like there was a shot at the end of almost every corner. Like at least a weak one. Yeah. Which is just not a recipe for so again, success. Despite how well the center backs were playing in open play, um, again, you concede one goal against the reigning Supporters Shield winners who started two guys that netted like 30 goals between them, and you're playing against the four, last year's MVP. Uh-huh. Like, that's a pretty damn good game for two backup center backs, you know? Yeah. And, a, for, and a new, like, starting keeper. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. Um I, I have one thing I want to mention real quick from another early thing, a little MLS moment. Um, this isn't like a, but uh, this is something I, I remember. This was like, I showed up a little bit late because um, I was getting back to, uh, I was getting back to my cabin, like as the game was starting. Um, and like the first thing I remember walking in, I think it was like around the 10th minute or something, um, was uh, like Zach McGraw had the ball in the back and he was kind of getting pressured, but not really. Um, and like, he looked very unsure of himself. Like he didn't really want to go forward, but like anyway, he ended up making a pass out to uh, I think it was Van Rankin that was just like way behind him. Like it was like one of those passes where it's like you're trying to like move it around the defender, but he made no effort to actually like make it clever or creative or anything. He's just like, what is the safest possible pass I could make? And the safest pass he could make was like ten yards behind him, and it was yeah, and there was no real pressure on him. It's like, what are you doing? Like. Like, calm down a little bit. Uh, definitely looked like a little bit of, like, nerves, maybe inexperience or something. But uh, maybe, yeah. not I mean, like a big deal. We didn't even lose possession of the ball. I just thought it was funny because it was, like, very clearly uh, not. Um, Here's another MLS uh, moment that's playing right in front of us. Uh, Espria is, gets past Farrell down to the byline, <laughs> tries to cross it in. The cross is blocked. Seems like a pretty clear cut, oh, like, corner coming out. God. Um, it's not. Uh, the referee, Chris Penso, who didn't have his – Best showing. We'll get, we'll, to that we'll, later. get yeah, we'll, we'll circle back. Uh, 
calls it a goal kick, and Espria has the ball in his hands, and he just punts it straight yeah, up pull, in the air. Yeah, Jose Mourinho. <laughs> it's um, like, bro, that's a guaranteed yellow in any level of the game. <laughs> I think that, like, we had two bad yellows early on. There was that Espria one, which, like, I get it. That and the corner. Van Rankin one, where the he hugs him. <laughs> I was so angry. I was, like, I was, like, yelling at my TV because... Look, it's like the so, 20th minute of the game. It was exactly, bro. It happened in like the 20th minute. Like, I get that there is a time and a place for tactical fouls. A two on four in the 20th minute is not the time or the place for a tactical foul at midfield. I mean, it was like, like whoever was um, was crossing midfield, Van Rankin is, is kind of beat. And we have four people in defense and all they have is Bukso up in the middle. And then he grabs him from behind, pulls him back, obvious yellow. So now he's playing the entire game with a yellow card. And it's like, that's just not a dangerous play. I get that he's by you. Just run back on defense. They have no options. Anyway, that was that one like bothered me. And then the dire one is just kind of dumb. It's like, that's always going to be yellow. <laughs> so we picked up a couple of early. There's a lot of yellows in this game. There were a lot of yellows. And that's um, honestly the sign of a good, uh, aggressive game. By both. Wow, New England only had two yellows? That can't yeah, well, be we were, we were getting We were getting screwed by the ref all game, remember? Well, I, I remember that part. But I didn't remember <laughs> us only having... Well, we had five yellows, including Gio. Yeah. <laughs> Gio got one pretty early on. Yeah, um, Gio. <laughs> he was classic not, Gio manner. Not too hyped. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Anyway, but there's a couple early yellows. I think, and I was mentioning this too, I think this was before we started recording, but like the, the kind of the theme that I noticed for the first half besides um, set pieces, <laughs> like giving us hell like 24-7, was that I thought we looked good in possession on the ball until we got to the final third. And we just kind of ran out of ideas. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't that we were, like, forcing bad stuff. If anything, it's like we were constantly trying to play, trying to play, but, like, weren't really finding a way through. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I was, I was remarking to, when I was watching the game, it was like, this is, like, this is where we need Blanco. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Like, this is why or, Blanco is so good in our team, because, like, we do a really good job of building up to, like, the final third and building into their half, creating solid possession. But we don't have a lot of other guys who were, like, really creative at breaking down defenses. I think we do, they just weren't doing it. I think we saw in the second I mean, half. I think that was have, the difference in the game, is in the okay, second we half. Have, we, okay, Ch- Jimmy Char, Santi and Jimmy, like, went Santi is, Yeah, I mean, listen, I think Santi, Jimmy is definitely, I, I feel like he's a little inconsistent in terms of breaking down defenses, oh, um, yeah, yeah. but he definitely has games where he's like that. And Santi, again, I, I think, obviously, the Santi that we're going to see this season uh, and the Santi that we saw towards the end of the playoffs, we've not seen a ton of him. So, like, I just, I'm, like, I guess I don't have, like, a lot of, like, experience yeah, of Santi yeah. being that guy. Um, but hopefully, again, he will be that guy that will kind of fill that gap. But Dude, on the Santi discourse real quick, someone pointed out that I think he has five assists in his, like, he has five assists so far for the Timbers. And if you, like, if you, like, drag that, well, I think that counts MLS assists, right? uh-huh. the pass before the pass. But if you like extrapolate that out over a season long, he would break the he would shatter the assist, <laughs> which is yeah, which is pretty insane. Um, like you go to shattering the shot to goal record. <laughs> yeah, the goal. Probably, probably probably wouldn't even be the the MLS shot to goal record. It'd be like the world shot to goal record. Like if he continued on that pace. Yeah, um, it's pretty unbelievable. <laughs> anyways, though, despite the you know despite the corner kicks being a relentless problem. In open play, it felt like we were, I don't know, maybe it was wishful thinking saying that we were the better team, but I still thought we looked the 
more likely to score I thought that from open play. I don't know if side. I'd say that we were the more likely to score, but I, I liked our style of play better. Like I thought we yeah. were, I thought we had a nice style of play. I thought we were moving the ball well. Um I just again I just didn't think we were creating. You know, if you look at like mm-hmm. trying to think like I don't know, New England definitely had like you said, I mean or all of their best chances were off corners. And they had a yeah. couple, man. They had a couple like so a couple weak shots. Uh there's like one where the ball was like 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 scrambling across the goal and like mm-hmm. it's one of those ones where like you don't really know what's happening when you're watching it on the TV like you, yeah. you just can't tell so you're just screaming like just screaming at the TV like ah no yeah. kick it ah what <laughs> block oh god goal what and there's like no clue what's going on um it is I remember it was one of those like that um but yeah I think from open play we really limited them to almost no chances mm-hmm. um, that being said uh the time has come to talk about. The first goal of the game, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, you're the center back here. Tell me what. Tell me what we do wrong with this defending. This I was. I was goal. like. I remember watching this goal, trying to think of what I would say right now in the <laughs> podcast. Like, when, like during the game, I was like watching it. I was like, "What am I going to say about this goal?" And I only came to the conclusion that like, there's really nothing to say. I mean, it's a curled <laughs> ball to the back post. It's a pretty good ball, but like. Overall, usually not incredibly dangerous, just because even if the person gets ahead on it, they're coming in from a tough angle, and also, like, the fact that it's so far, like, it's going to be hard for them to really get, like, a lot of the power um, of, like, beating past their man, um, given that we have people on the far post. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's usually, if you look at those, they're not super dangerous, Uh, but I don't even know, you said it was, who was it? It was Brandon By, the right back. Brandon By, yeah. Yeah, of course. yeah. But there's a giant scrum in the back, and he like pretty much just jumps over everyone, heads it back across goal, bar down and in. I think it's Van Rankin's man, and he like kind of gets out jumped, but again, like other timbers near him out jump him. It just happened to go to the one guy who out jumped the timbers. I think. Yeah, it's it's really hard to like even say like what the mistake is here. I mean, obviously you can make the claim like, oh, we have three guys there. You know, how do we not win the header? Like. And in a sense, like there's a there's a case to be made for that, but I think, I mean, sometimes it's just a right it's just the right ball. You don't end up in the right place, and like you just, I don't know, you don't do enough to compensate. And I mean, again, a lot of the time when that header's won, you know, it doesn't go in. But um, in this case, he puts it in the perfect spot. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a lack of strength, yeah. a lack of aerial ability. There's no real clear error in terms of like the movement, the positioning. Um, Maybe you could just, call it a. Uh, uh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you just get out jumped, and that's that's all there is to it. It's a product of bad. It's a product of generally bad set piece defending. Maybe yeah. you could say. We, we didn't get to see a. We didn't get to see a gritty celebration though. God, I was just gonna say that, dude. We gotta put a moratorium on these soccer gritty celebrations. Yeah. They're just. They're really disgusting. Um, I mean. We we saw Saber, we saw Christian oh, ruin his God. goal over the weekend with a crazy so celebration. bad. Like leave leave this one for the football players, guys. Like the American football players. I'm I'm sorry. Like it it just looks terrible. You you, you look really dumb. Like running to the corner flag and doing the gritty. And dude, like, you know what's funny is like I think like the classic like running to the corner and sliding. Like there's so there's many like, wrong with that. There's so many like celebrations that are unique to soccer that are great. You know, like I think the the running and sliding celebration. Well, okay, you are on turf, so right. Okay, yeah. maybe not here, but like even like there's so much more. You feel like the run, like the jumping, like there's so. I feel like like the 
like the freedom of expression granted by like the running to the corner flag. I don't know. I, I love it. I think there's a lot of opportunities for like fun, cool celebrations. And the gritty is just not, just don't do it. It's like, not a good option. You, you, there's so much, there's so much you can do. Please don't do the gritty. Stop, stop doing the gritty. <laughs> stop doing the gritty. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Let's I mean, on. I think like in general, and obviously this doesn't apply to this specific goal, but just in general, like running to the fans is never a bad celebration. I know. Like, that's so hype, especially if you're away. Like, you, I mean, again, Providence Park, there's no real way to do that. I mean, score the goal on the exact opposite side of the pitch. Uh-huh. But like, especially for Timbers players, like, you have a fucking army of people right in front of you. Like, just go run up and celebrate with them. Go hug them. Like, that's some of my favorite. So I think of like Armentero scoring that banger against uh-huh. the UFC and then running up to the. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I feel like I feel like I mean, think about like uh, like the a lot, so many of the most iconic celebrations are people's like jumping into the crowd. Like, I remember the mm-hmm. like, the Dini celebration. Oh, that's man. the best one. Yeah, where he just oh. goes nuts, takes off his shirt, and just like dives into the crowd. The whole. <laughs> Well, oh, that one's more like the like crowd came to him. Yeah, yeah they, they didn't bomb the field like right after. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's always, I don't know, that's always a good idea. Just don't do the gritty. That, yeah. That's all. Um, all right, the Timbers had like anyway, barely sorry. any chances for the rest of the, yeah. No, I feel, I feel a, like I need to shout this out real quick, going back to that. If for whatever reason you haven't, don't know we're talking about the Dini celebration, please, for oh, the yeah. love of God, look do it up on YouTube. Because it is, like, one of the best moments in the history of the sport. Honestly, like, you see I'm those... Sure, I'm sure most of you have seen it, but, like... If you've seen, seen any of the YouTube compilations of, like, craziest goals of all time, yeah, like, I mean, it's you've, the first one they yeah, start I mean, you've, with every you've time. Best, best celebration. I mean, you've, you've seen it. I'm sure most of you have seen it, but, like, if for whatever reason you haven't, or even if you have seen it, go watch it again. It's great. I've seen it, like, a dozen times now. Oh, yeah. It gets me hyped every time. Yeah. Um... Especially with the call. Yeah, honestly, no. no. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, honestly, I think I like it even more than Aguero. Um, Aguero is classic, and it's like you. It's it's just kind of known that you can't beat it because uh-huh. it's the most consequential goal like yeah. ever scored in the Premier League. But I mean, the Dini goals, hype. Especially the way it starts. Yeah, it starts the, with it the starts Lester penalty. Oh my god, so crazy. So anyway, crazy. anyways, get back to the Timbers. Go go watch it. But back to the Timbers. <laughs> So that was halftime. How'd you feel going into halftime? Because I didn't, I didn't feel great, but I felt uh, like we could. Uh, I felt pissed. Um, yeah. But I, I, I didn't. I wouldn't say that I felt like hopeless or anything like that. You know. Yeah. Again, I, I liked a lot of how we played for the first half. And obviously, I was annoyed. We were down one zero. Obviously, getting scored right before half, as like any like middle school soccer coach will tell you, is like the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's like the best thing to score a goal before halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, which, to be honest, I like, when I was when I was younger, like when I was first growing up, I always thought that was stupid. Like, oh, getting <laughs> scored at any time is bad. But, but it, it honestly... It's like, when you can't there, talk there to your is, coach. <laughs> yeah, there is like, there is like an actual, like a huge momentum boost. Um, so I've, obviously in that respect, I felt bad about it. But overall, I wasn't too down. I knew we had... Blanco coming off the bench in the second half, um, and I figured we would figured we would pick it up a little bit, and we definitely did. We did starting yeah. like literally a, less than a minute into the second half, um, attacking the north end. Uh, let's see this this first chance. Who's that? Van Rankin through to Chara along the touchline, or no? It was oh, it was one Chara to another Chara. Um, Jimmy turns out of turns into space, which was really nice. Out of like what is that? Two or three people that were uh-huh. around him. Um, so create some space for himself. Santi has already found the space. Like, look at him moving around. He already knows where to go. God, I love this kid. He's so good. Um, but so he clears out that space. 
Jimmy plays it through to Nizgoda. They do a little one-two. And then look, like, everybody's already on the same page. It's so great. See, like, yeah, this was great. This Dyron, was an amazing oh, chance. Because, like, the, yeah, the, the way that, like, each movement is made is because, like, the thing is there's very little room. This is what this is what wasn't clicking in the first half. Yeah. There's very little room. You know, everything has to be, like, so many of these passes have to be one touch. And then because they have to be one touch, the person not only has to know what run to make, but they have to make it at the perfect time because there's no time for the other person to wait for you. And in this sequence, like, every single player gets their run exactly right. And it's just beautiful. So I, I don't know about in your, like, at the levels you've played, if people use, like, preset plays to run during open play, but this looked like a pre, oh. like, conceived play. I mean, okay, there is, um, not really, not like plays like you'd think about it in terms of, like, basketball or football. Mm-hmm. Um, it, for the most part, like, tactics are much more broad, much more general. Yeah, like, get um, into like this ex- space. Yeah, exploit yeah. these spaces, look for crosses, look to attack this defender, um, stuff like that. The closest thing I can ever remember to actually doing plays um, at our at our regional tournament uh, last year uh, with the with the club team mm-hmm. at Oregon, um, I remember like we, we worked on this thing where like what we would do is we worked on this in practice um, where we would like basically run. Um, I think it was like when the ball would come into a center mid and they were pressing us, we would make this pass to like the outside back um we would like bang it into the center and then ping it back wide mm. to try to like kind of stretch defense and like we basically were like our coach like okay do this three times um in the first half and then after you've done it a few times this exact play like what we're gonna do is we're gonna like uh, step like you're gonna make that pass and then like we're gonna have our right wing like go forward and we're gonna launch it mm. Mm. um so like little stuff like that but it's i wouldn't even say it's like really a full play it's just, like a couple people and like a very specific scenario. Um, so, but I guess that kind of works for the play. Hmm. So I, I have worked on a couple of things kind of like that, but, um, but for the I most mean, part, it's just too hard to plan. This action by Jimmy, I mean, yeah, I guess it is like maybe it isn't a real play or something like that, but I mean, either way, it was timed up perfectly. And like you said, everybody was moving right before each pass was made. Like everybody knew hmm. where they were supposed to be. Dyrone gets a great ball, takes a great touch to his inside. Again, right at the penalty spot and just the keeper to beat, essentially. And he doesn't do a great job with it. Slips down, hits it right at Edwards, who's able to parry it to the side and then smother it. Yeah, it's funny because I think what's what's so interesting, it's like, I mean, obviously the 1-2 one, the one was cool, but I think like what kind of made this goal seem unique, or this, not this goal, sorry, we didn't score. Um, but I mean, the shot seemed unique with the fact that like, Di- or uh, Jimmy plays like kind of a weird square ball across the box, but because Dyron like makes his run so early and catches um who is that? I think it's, I it's think the Bi, right back by yeah, yeah. by he catches him like completely off guards, and um because by is so unready for Espria to like make that run in, he's just completely flat footed. Espria takes a touch and is like suddenly right in front of goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Farrell <laughs> tries to like slide in front of him, but it doesn't really do anything. Um, Dyron still gets the shot off. Yeah, that's really poor defending, actually. It's, it's not great defending. And, I mean, maybe it's like, maybe we're catching them off guard. It's like the first chance of the half. You know, we did this in the first half with Santi. Like, first chance, real chance of the game is, like, right there. Um, so, yeah, again, that I mean, shoot, I would probably favor us. Knowing how we played the rest of the game, I would probably favor us to win at that point if we're able to tie it up that early. Yeah. Uh, 
Because again, we we never really took our foot off the pedal. Yeah, that was the like the moment the I was like, I felt pretty good about the rest of the half, like going into it after that moment. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, sometimes you see teams like miss a chance like that, or your team misses a chance like that, and you're like, oh crap, I don't know how many good, you know, yeah, I don't know how true, many of those true. we're gonna get for the rest of the game. But I didn't feel that way even during well, that one. Because again, like we said, is like we thought the the like the style of play was good but like the chances weren't coming and like that was the first time we'd actually seen us like dig out a, a big chance and it was immediately in the second yeah. half so we were like okay here we go like we're like we're turning on yeah um notable moment uh 40 as soon as the 49th minute starts carlos hill is in space on the right uh, again he's the he's the mvp um he's in the box one-on-one against Van rankin Plays a little ball to Legette, who uh, dummies it to himself, I guess that's what you would call it. Um, and takes a left-footed shot and fucking skies oh, it. Oh, God, this I remember like that. Worst, yeah. It's like a terrible shot. So, I mean, at this point, uh, I mean, I was joining the number of people clowning Sebastian Legette. Like, you know, I mean, we both aren't too fond of him on the national team. And, like, across the league, he's kind of just like a meme. Um, and the fact that he did that was like, oh my god, dude. Like, are you serious? That was pretty bad even by MLS standards. <laughs> I think it's I, I think it's terrible because I, I thought to myself, like, oh good, we don't have to worry about legit scoring goals against us this game. Oh, dude, especially I, with this left. I, like, like Loki thought the same thing. <laughs> like, of course, because nobody who shoots a shot that bad should ever be expected to score. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just something to keep an eye on. The Timbers' first corner of the game happened in the 50th minute. Um yeah, and we, McGraw got up there. McGraw on the yeah, there was today. a. I was one thing I noticed is like we were really going for like we're we're a big bicycle team now. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like Dyron went from on this, but now there was, everybody needs there was to another try there was another play in the first half before he even did this where like there was a cross coming in mm-hmm. and Dyron was lining up to take it and then someone cleared it ahead. Yeah, and yeah. Apart, but like, you could see him going for it. You could see Dyron was lining up for that. Um, yeah, but yeah. He is a he is a, another like a full on attempt here. Doesn't really connect with it. Not a not well, yeah. not as much as a, his last season. <laughs> Edwards gets a good punch on it. Yeah, Dyron goes for the bike, and this is where things get even spicier, if possible. Yeah. Um, oops. Yeah. Santi gets the ball at the top of the box. Takes a pretty bad touch. Like he, it kind of makes it a 50-50 ball. Yeah, yeah. Like, at this point, you think like the chance is over. It's been cleared out to the top. He's got two Santi guys right on touch. him. You like, know, yeah. Bravo, by the way, is wide open at the top of the box. I didn't even see that before. Uh-huh. Anyways, Santi somehow slips it between these two guys. Um, yeah, this was this was kind of nasty. Very odd defending. It was like, I think it was another one of those, it wasn't a mag, but he like rolled the ball over like somebody's foot, whoever that defender is. Maybe it's Polster. And then he goes, and that gives him enough space to take the shot. And, I mean, let's be honest. This shot probably isn't going in. There's the entire entire team team is right in front of him, like, to block the shot. So it's probably not going anywhere. Even more of an argument as to why uh, whoever this is, oh, it is legit, shouldn't be making this tackle. It is a terrible tackle to make. And he very obviously trips Santi. So basically to, like, just to basically to, like, Say what? He kicks uh, his foot. Yeah, he kicks his foot. Uh, Santi is going to shoot. He's in the shooting motion. Legette steps in, steps across his shooting foot, and Santi kicks his the foot that Legette plants. Completely whiffs on the ball, eats shit, um, and there is no call, and they just play on. That that's an obvious penalty. It's it's and honestly it's right in front of Pensa. It, it really reminds me of the one that happened on Emre Chan. Remember? 
um, against Rangers. Were you watching this game? I was, but I was watching the Golasso show, so I didn't. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, so last last um, last week in the Champions League game, if any of you saw it, between that was uh, Europa League, right? Yeah, Europa League game, yeah. Europa that's, League that's game between uh, Rangers and um, so yeah, this was last Thursday Dortmund, then, yeah. and Dortmund. Um, Emre Chan was like playing like last man back on the ball, and um, one of the Rangers players like comes across him and like pokes the ball away, and Ch- as Chan is as Chan is going to play it back to the keeper. Um, Chan kicks his, kicks his back leg, he keeps going, scores, they go to VAR, overturn it, okay? And now, the only difference between that play and this play right here, is that in that play, the defender actually won the ball. Yeah. In this play, Legit doesn't even win the ball. <laughs> doesn't even come close. And it's not overturned, it's not even reviewed by VAR. Like, this was a play that was reviewed and overturned just last week, and this is the same play, except for he doesn't even get the ball, which makes it, like, infinitely worse. It makes it foul, is what it makes it, and therefore a penalty. <laughs> yeah, like, it's insane. <laughs> like, the the idea that this could ever not be as loud... I mean, like, if someone's going to pass it, right, and you sweep across their leg, does it matter if you end up planting your foot or not? Like, you're sweeping across them, you're not getting to the ball. You make con- you initiate the contact. It's insane. It's I I don't I really don't get it. The only you know the only reason it wasn't called a foul is because he planted his foot. If he hadn't planted his foot, it would have been called a foul. But why does that matter? He doesn't get it the doesn't. ball. It he he impedes Santi's space. He he's the one that causes the contact. He prevents the shot. What what more to it is there? Like and you that's could a foul. tell you could tell Plain Penso simple. made his mind up as soon as he saw it yep. too, and that he wasn't going to change his mind. Yep. Um, that is a foul. That's Plain one of those where, like, just terrible. If he calls it a penalty, like, and and you're a New England fan or player, like, what are you gonna argue? What? What? How are you gonna like get in his face and argue against that? I mean, there's no reason that shouldn't be a penalty. Um, so that honestly, though, I like if I'm gonna find any sort of silver lining out of not getting a penalty, we should have in a tie game. Um, it gave us some energy and it it helped us keep attacking our asses off going forward, which was kind of nice to see. Yeah. Um, that, it, <laughs> it was it was infuriating, though, for yeah. sure. The fact that it didn't even go to VAR. It didn't go to VAR. I know, <laughs> it was insane. I, I kept waiting for them to be like, like oh, VAR's looking at it, well, let's see. And they weren't even reviewing it. Tuiluma got a yellow for his efforts for arguing. Yeah, Gio, no, Gio in post game, by the way, I can't remember his exact words, but he basically said it should have been a, like that's the thing he opened with in post game was like we should have had a penalty, but we didn't. I mean, again, not verbatim by any means because uh-huh. he would get fined for that, but he danced around his words and chose pretty carefully, which is pretty pretty clear to all of us in attendance that yeah, he's talking about didn't it. didn't go he's full didn't go full team. Lampard over the weekend. No, he didn't. <laughs> Although that's I don't even, oh. That's bad vibe. You just brought bad bad vibes to the podcast. <laughs> See, I'm already messing up. I can't speak now. Um. Anyways, we kept trying. Um. Bravo kept trying his long shots. He had two or three of them. Bravo had three of them, <laughs> and none of them were even close. I look. I know that last season we talked about it. Like, yeah, Bravo, keep I'm trying waiting. those long shots. I'm, I'm waiting. waiting. <laughs> none of these three were even close. Like at a certain and like at least one or two of them were like. There's very clearly other options. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to take this. Sometimes, like, there's nothing on. You got the momentum. There's no one open. Like, just have a rip. These were not necessary. Those are not. That, is, that maybe characterized one of them. Like, <laughs> at a certain point, like, if you're going to keep blasting them, like, 15 yards away from goal, like, 
maybe look to see if there's some other options before you hit him. <laughs> I don't know. This, Bravo's long shot did not look he good He just this needs game. one. He just needs one to prove to us that he, he can do it. He just needs one, but if he's taking three a game, even if he gets one, it's just... A lot of, a lot of wasted it might, it might not be. It might not be that <laughs> worth it that much. Um, well, the Timbers certainly, again, they, they kept the heat turned up um, for the next few minutes. Oh, yeah, there's another Bravo shot. Um, we, were, we were really getting into good positions, and even if the final bit wasn't there, we were still doing pretty well. And then all of a sudden, the final touch was there. Um, 60th minute, uh, Jimmy Chara does some more like fancy footwork in the midfield. Again, exploiting this space at the top of the box that like only Matt Polster is there for usually mm-hmm. uh, was working pretty it's well. It's funny for he us. actually on on the on the <laughs> hockey assist, down, I mean, yeah. he actually just falls down like <laughs> just for no reason, but still manages to get the pass away. Yeah, um, Santi again, first touch going forward, which is awesome when yeah. especially when you're a professional, you know what you're doing. Um, so he turns, cuts it back with his right foot. Dribbles in between two guys and then like waits for Dyron's run, which was perfect. Sees the opening, slips it through one, two, three, four defenders with one pass. Perfect, perfect pass. Yeah, it was really um, beautiful. Honestly. It was a lot. Actually, now that I see it, it's a lot like Christian's pass on a much smaller scale. Oh, to mount. Yeah, to mount that he should have scored. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he slips it through to Dyron. Controls with his right. Next touch with his left. Right past Edwards. D- and Dyron. This time, this time, Dyron just just looks for a corner. Doesn't worry about power, and he just rolls it into the far corner. Amazing goal. Beautiful. Yeah. Um. Like I say, man. Like. I assume there are very offsides. few teams that I, look better in the I league. like barely even celebrated this because I was I was so sure it was offsides. But when you go back and look, like no, he's clearly very on. much onside. Yeah. yeah. It's just I'm just anytime I see Dyron that far out in front of everybody, <laughs> I just assume he wandered off the sides. But no, he timed his run perfectly there, actually. And uh yeah, nice little deft touch and then uh, makes the simple finish. Um I've yeah, heard, a really nice goal. I've heard whispers of this discourse, and I'm curious to see what you think about it. Dyron at center forward. Who says no? Other um, than Yarrow, who you know, say Yarrow does, you know, has another performance like this next game for a full ninety, and we don't really see him all that much. Put Dyron at center forward if Blanc, if Blanco's healthy. You know? I just have a hard time seeing Dyron be like doing well with like, that like link up play through the middle, like what you're talking about with Nijgaard. True, like that's true. I mean, he does give us a little bit maybe of a ball over the top that we don't have now, but like. I don't know. I just feel like I don't, uh, something to think about. It's something to think something, about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I could definitely see like I could definitely see it being something like we try or like switch to mid game. But like I'm not sure how I feel about like a full a whole ninety with him at striker. Okay. Okay. Um, well, yeah. We'll see what happens with the forward situation. Of course, Tega Ikoba is um, is also not available right now, which uh-huh. sucks. Um, Actually, that's that offside is a little, or the the run the is a little closer close. than I thought. The offside is very close, but uh, it wasn't called offsides. And I, I, I just looked for the referee and I saw him running with his flag, and I took that as cannon. So yeah, I yeah I wasn't. Oh wow, yeah, that, that's really close. Um, either way, beautiful play, beautiful work by Santi. Like, there's not many players who make plays like that in this league, and yep. he's doing it semi regularly at this point. Okay, obviously, like that's probably the best play he's had for us. It probably but, is, yeah. I mean, the fact that he's getting into those spaces and looking for those type of well, things. Well, like, okay, the second best play he's had for us. I mean, if you count an own goal as his best. I'm play. counting the own goal. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, 
Yeah, no, nothing beats that, actually. Yeah, that's legendary. <laughs> um, the game continues, unfortunately, because... Uh, immediately. <laughs> right off the kickoff. Immediately they score. The check was done. I um, honestly... I think I might have still been celebrating when, when they Timber scored. Joey was still saw, cutting the log. Um, yeah, there's nothing more depressing than like having to continue <laughs> cutting the log after you've just gotten scored on. To go down again yeah. after just equalizing. Like, oh, we have all the momentum. Gio's pumping his fist. Like, yeah, let's go. And then off I mean, a damn throw-in. Yeah, uh, it's just like... I, <laughs> they create a really nice play, get it out wide into legit. We were not set. Like, our defense is just very clearly not set here. They get in behind us so easily, and it's like a two-on-two in the box. Like, the entire play has the makeup. It looks like a fast break, even though it wasn't. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> I, we clearly were just like not like locked in yet. Like McGraw that's the only way goes to, to block it. the cross, and honestly, looking at it here, he really could have blocked it almost. Like he got a lot closer to that thing than I thought. Um, and if you're looking, our entire midfield is oh, well it goes behind right through his line. legs, though. Yeah. Oh, the cross goes it's, under him, it's and Tui Loma's nowhere near. It's not even near. so much yeah. about the back line with this one. It's that all. All of our midfielders are like at least ten yards behind the play, the entire play, and like yeah. off a throw in. Yeah, yeah. off a throw in. <laughs> it's, it's not great. This is pretty terrible. I mean, I get that like that we'd scored like it was the ball had only been played for like ten seconds and we just weren't set, but like that's pretty bad. Anyway, it gets it gets uh, crossed in and uh, Legit Sebastian Legit Legit with his left foot. <laughs> 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 Whatever. Honestly, a pretty nice finish. It is. Gets nice gets a little bit of hook. Um, gets it curling. It's it's honestly it's kind of curving away from goal, but it kind of falls into that. Pops up corner. on him too. Yeah, gets gets away from Ivicic. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like I, I was debating when I first saw this is one that Ivicic could get to. He really, he really. I mean, I he doesn't get a good jump on the ball. That's for sure. I mean, he's, look, it's it's a weird shot, and it is definitely like a good one. But I I do think that like, I think if it's a world class goalie, I think there's a good chance they save it. Yeah, you know? that's true. He doesn't get anywhere near it. I, and I but I, I think that that's mostly due to like him being like a little late and him not extending well. well also, you expect the cross to come to the near post yeah. where Adam Buxa is. Oh, not I'm, where I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure it like yeah. it definitely it was a weird pass and then a weird shot. So like it definitely caught him off guard, but like I don't know. I guess I don't I don't I'm not gonna call it a keeper error by any means, but like I don't think it was unsavable. Like that like the first goal was unsavable. You yeah. Know? I don't it wasn't like that. Um, anyway, we go. We immediately go back down, <laughs> that was, that which was not, uh, was not great. It was a bummer. Um, I yeah. mean, Carlos Hill kept terrorizing us. Thankfully, Ivicic, like all the saves he made, like I, I think he made like four or five saves or something. They all kind of went right to. They him. all went right at him. Yeah, um, he didn't make a single save. That okay? Yeah, hold on. Let me, let's. Well, I'll I'll do this at the end. Actually, okay, okay. Um, uh, McNamara gets a yellow card for a bad foul on Diego Chara in the center. Yeah, hacks the crap out of him. Um, so that was, again, maybe like that galvanized some energy for the Timbers. I don't know. I don't know. Either I don't, way, right that, after that one didn't scored. seem especially content. I mean, McNamara clearly like felt bad about it. Like yeah, he seemed sure, like really apologetic true. and like oh, not, I'm sure not he even was. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> like there's a lot of times where people are like, oh, like they pretend to be apologetic. It's just really obviously not. Like they really <laughs> obviously don't care. And, like, that didn't seem to be the case. So, like, you know, maybe he was just putting on a show to try to not get a red. But, um, you know, but 
I don't know. I thought it seemed like he really was trying to... And also, like, Diego Char has done that a billion times to people, so, like... I, I don't think I don't think it would like really like raise tensions that much. Um, All anyway, right. so we are actually getting we're getting to a chance that um, I you you just meant like blade from my mind. I've forgotten about too. I was literally <laughs> gonna say that I was like I had forgotten this ever happened. Uh, I, was like, I remember there was something about Yorick's game that uh, was bad, other than not being yeah, around much. I retract, what is yeah. it? What is it? What happened? Um, Van, R- <laughs> Van Ranken puts in a beautiful ball from the right. He really does. It's a beautiful pass from Van Ranken. And uh, Niskota squeezes in between uh, Brandon Bay and the right center back. <laughs> the defending from New England's back line yeah, is just really, atrocious. really bad. Like, they're, they're staggering in a way that each person is in front of their man, but not tight enough that they're really closing them off. And the person behind is more concerned about covering from the person in front. So mm-hmm. they're, like, in this weird layered approach where, like, everyone's out of position and no one's actually in a good position to mark anybody. Yeah, and I mean, you result, see like, it on this ball, there's three timbers against two defenders. Yeah, <laughs> what happens, like, they end up, the ball is coming in, and I think it's who's who's uh, who's on the near post there? Is that... Um, uh, shit, I don't know. Some tall white dude. I don't know his <laughs> name. Um, let's pull up the lineup so I can tell you... Oh, it's Omar. <laughs> That's Omar Gonzalez. Yeah, he, like, he, like, uh... He's like not really. Um, he like steps forward, I think. Um, and is it is it Paredes in there? That's bad. Um, yeah, it's Paredes in there. Um, Paredes is like basically like I said in one of those spots where like he's not really being marked by either player, and Gonzalez steps forward because he thinks that Paredes is gonna have like a is gonna have a free, free header. header because whoever's guarding Paredes has stepped to Jimmy Char. Yeah, Jimmy exactly. Char isn't in front of him. Yeah. So he steps forward, but of course, Bai is on the far post. He's, I guess, try is just completely lost because he was marking Espria. So basically, as yeah. you can see, like there's obviously there's there's one gap here because like there's two defenders marking one person. So one of the one of the timbers has to be left open, mm-hmm. you know, just like numerically, and it just, and it ends up being um, the guy who needs Goda, who is right in the middle of the goal. It doesn't actually it goes over Paredes's head, goes over Gonzalez too because he was completely uh, banking on it going to Paredes, and so Nishgoda has like. The easiest, simple, tap-in, unmarked header from six yards out. I mean... Center forward's dream, yeah. as they say. Like, yeah, if I'm, you're asking uh, for a header, I mean, with the exception of, like, one that, like, bounces off your head into the goal, um, you pretty much I mean, can't get an easier one. As someone who regularly defends Niascota, um almost to a fault, Felipe Mora scores this goal. Ten times oh, ten. absolutely. This is the Felipe exact Morris. type of goal yep. Mora scores 100%. every single time. Anyway, we didn't even say what happened. Yeah, he just, he, he, I, yeah, he skies it. He skies <laughs> it. Yeah, he skies it. I mean, I, he just had too much time to think about it, I guess, and just kind of dives at it, even though he really doesn't need to, um, and just goes sailing over the bar. Yeah, not great. Uh, he had a little face down moment for a little bit there. Yeah. There's a reason it was purged from our memories, though. Um, yeah, everybody onside by a mile. Yeah, just good uh, god, that is bad defending. Oh bar. god, that's someone like ought to teach a course on like that defending. <laughs> that is just atrocious. Yeah, interesting. I mean, and there's and there's, there's so much to it too. There's so many layers to how bad it is. <laughs> like it's, it's 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 beautiful in a sense. Um, anyway, we have another good another chance. another beautiful good. yeah. Speaking of beautiful play. Just a um, uh, ball like worked up like a nice like tiki taka almost through the middle. I yeah, mean, it, it really is. Like, yeah, like kind of like a little. Who, who is that right there? Is that is that? Oh, it's Yarek. Uh, yeah. Uh, ball comes into Yarrow at the top of the box. 
from Van Rankin. He uh, takes two touches with his left foot to get around the first guy. Um, and then he plays it in to Paredes, who backheels it to Jimmy Chara, who takes a... Again, it's all perfectly timed. It's like they planned this. Chara takes his first touch through, gets by Farrell, gets basically past Omar, takes a stab at it with his right foot. Honestly, and, a pretty good attempt. Yeah. Considering like how little room he has, how the kind of level of pressure... This is where he, we give props to Edwards, though. Yeah, definitely. He, this, this is a good save. This is a really good save. Um, yeah, Jimmy Chara gets his foot across it with his right foot, redirects it back across goal, and Edwards gets, I think, an outstretched leg or something like that. Maybe his chest. I can't really tell. It's just kind of a mess sure. of bodies yeah. down there. Anyway, I mean, well done from Chara. You really you can't do a whole lot more in this instance. I mean, he's super heavily <coughs> pressured. Keeper's running out. Um does well with it, but it's just a, a good save from Edwards. Van Rankin ends up with a follow-up shot. Yeah. Uh, honestly, not a bad not a bad look, but he gets no, deflected. Um, yeah, that was after uh, Paredes goes for the volley, and that's blocked by Dewan Jones. Uh -huh. And yeah, Paredes shoots it. That's blocked by Farrell. So, um, can we talk about Paredes with the sauce for a second, though? Like, we don't... I feel like we don't see this a lot out of Christian, but here's the thing, man. And this is why I think this team is still really going to be fine even in the early part of the season is uh when Christian Paredes is doing back heels like this you know the entire team is in sync yeah that that is my thesis statement for yeah for he does play. he does go immediately from the back heel to a completely whiffed um volley but still yeah I mean he's gonna punt it into somebody's stomach yeah that's true yeah uh, still would have been nice anyway yeah this I mean this point we're just creating chance fans feels like one has to come you know, and then less is like less than a minute later or something. No, it's a few minutes later. So yeah, I think it's, it's a few like minutes. Seventy-eighth minute. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I thought this. Oh, was, that is a good oh save. Oh my god, yeah, damn! But it's, it's not even the leg was. Oh yeah, it's the reverse angle. The the Timbers Army angle really shows it. He gets it by like the studs of his cleats. Like, yeah, that's a great save. Damn. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I thought this whole second half like I mean, we just have a press really, on. We looked yeah. really good, man. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, a couple minutes later, uh, we get another chance. Um, Bravo with, I think, his third. I think that's his that's third. That's number four. That's number four. He had one in the first half that they didn't show. Okay, yeah, plus the two. Okay, yeah, so I guess Bravo had four of those long shots then. At least we got a corner out of one of At them. At least, but, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, ne next sequence. I mean, this one's a little shorter. Uh, Espria builds it up. Van Rankin on the right. Cuts inside and uses his left foot for the cross, which is a little bit interesting. Yeah, not something we see from Van Rankin a whole lot. But. Yeah, on this occasion, New England actually looks like they might have their shit together defending-wise. Yeah, they, they play with a whole pack of bodies in there. You know, they they win the header. <laughs> they, they do unfortunately, win the uh, shoulder, maybe. Not unfortunately, <laughs> whoever wins the header did not necessarily think about where they were going to put it. I think because they didn't expect it. It to goes get off it. his shoulder, dude. Look, it goes off Farrell's shoulder. I'm oh, telling right, you, it does. <laughs> it's like it goes off his right shoulder. Anyway, suffice to say, Still the, bad result, the, re the result is uh, Timber's goal of the season in the first game. Yep, possibly MLS goal of the year. Yep, in, in the first in the first game. Yep, uh, ball just gets popped <laughs> up, and Jimmy Charles is waiting on the back post. I'm like. I see him, like, start to go for it. I'm like, no, just take a touch. You have time. You have time. Settle the ball. Settle the ball. <laughs> no. And I see him go for the bike. And uh, then he places it right into the far corner. First time off the bike. And uh, I... It doesn't get much better than that. It was, it was amazing. I mean, I know, like, we've had, we've had some crazy goals. Just, like, even in, like, the 
like postseason last year and like mm -hmm. we've almost gotten desensitized to it but like this is an unbelievable goal yeah just such a beautiful finish holy I, there's not much more to there's say there's not much more to say i mean it was beautiful yeah. man also since we're being the celebration police out here you know that's a perfect example of like a, a perfectly acceptable celebration at any point uh -huh. you know just run to the corner and just like be very excited and then like do your little fist pump jump thing. Yeah. Boom. Perfect. Like that'll look great in a photo. That's all you really need to yeah. do. Just and don't like the, do the goddamn like, gritty. Yeah. The, the so team mobs you and like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus. We really had a lot of chances in this game. Yeah. Um, the next play. The very next play. Yeah. Like we almost scored, we off, almost the scored off the kickoff like, like what they did to us. And honestly, the only reason we didn't is because if I remember correctly, it's just too slow. Like, we uh, yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Like we have like, terrible uh, yeah. giveaway by Omar plays it right to Christian Paredes, and from then on, it's a four on three. Like Timbers have the numbers, run sprinting towards the box. Yeah, we just didn't take the angles we needed yeah, to. Jimmy, Jimmy could be playing this ball a little more ahead of Santi, or he could be, like, or he could be reversing helps. it for Nijgoda. Nijgoda could or be, he could be to, or he could be taking it himself. Like we just we just won't, we don't play quickly enough and New England just has time to recover and we end and up Santi well even so I mean Santi has like a half chance with the shot he could be playing it across the box to Yark and Christian but instead he just goes for, goes for power again uh, and it goes wide that would have blown the goddamn roof off of the that would have been event. amazing um, that would have been really sick, but instead we sub on Blanco, so you're like, okay, we'll still create some chances. And we did create some chances, yeah. but New England kind of got their the shit together. The last ten minutes of this game was honestly pretty boring. Um, at least. Oddly enough, yeah. Like, like it, it just kind of seemed destined for I was, Yeah, I was expecting fireworks, to be honest, but, um, just didn't really pan out. At least not for the Timbers. It was funny, like... After we after we made that substitution and subbed on Blanco, it was like we died down a lot, and actually New England started like controlling the game more. I'm sorry, but Blanco was ass when he got on the field. He had like at least two times where he played the exact same ball to nobody. Yeah, <laughs> on the on the left hand yeah, side, Blanco didn't look great, but he didn't, <laughs> he was, he didn't really he do bad. much, you know. Like exactly. I, I don't think yeah, he, like, he made a lot of lot. I don't think he made like a lot of mistakes. I think it was more just that like there wasn't like he didn't do much, you know. He was kind yeah. of ineffectual. Yeah, let's see how many touches um, he had. Uh, so yeah, the score says, uh, what's it? Where did it go? Seven, seven touches. touches. Yeah, oh, touches. actually, okay, he went 0 for 5 on his passes on yeah, seven touches. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's pretty terrible. That's <laughs> pretty bad. Um, uh, but whatever. There really isn't yeah. even much more to talk about this game. It just kind of petered out. Yeah, New England had a couple chances. Carlos Hill drew another yellow card uh, on our other outside back. Yeah, um, they had a scary moment, like, right at the very yeah. end. He tipped over the Hooks, bar. Uh, but honestly, yeah, it was he, decent he, defending. Like it wasn't that bad. He does well to get the power on it, but it's right at Ivacic and like yeah, he, he also like kind of climbs the like, back of McGraw. Like that oh been oh back no, you know foul. what? He doesn't climb back. He fully shoves him. I remember that. Uh, that would have been called back. It was one hundred percent a foul. I was yelling about this. Over. Watch, ready? Yeah, yeah he see, just shoves he him into two in one. Shoves yeah. him. I, forgot, <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that that would have taken. That would have come back though. That was a complete foul but the game was over at this point yep so 2-2 two, two. again like timbers like if one of these two teams would have gotten the breakthrough third it would have been the timbers just based on the i mean uh -huh. I could, the, there's three chances that probably should be goals i mean you take that into consideration okay we missed three point blank chances uh new you know we're playing against the supporter shield winners 
and the MVP and didn't have to play goalkeeper of the year, which was great. And we're starting McGraw and Tuiloma on the back. You know, we're starting like Paredes and we don't have Blanco and we don't have Mora. Yeah. You'll take it. Yeah, no, this, I thought this was a fine result. I remember like, I don't know, someone said something to me like about like, oh, look, man, we got to be winning these or something. Like, and I was like, eh. Ideally at home. Of course we want three points. Of course. But like, if there's ever going to be a game where you're like, at home, where you're like, eh, a draw's not that bad. It's going to be this one. Fall back from adversity. So, cause, yeah. again, it always feels better when you're the last team to exactly. score a draw. <laughs> if, if we had gone up 2-1 and then they'd equalize, I probably wouldn't have said that. But um, Although New England probably feel pretty good about this result, too, considering the chances we had. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I mean, all they, in all, I rarely feel good about a draw. But, yeah, it's... Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, Going over some player performances. Oh, um, yeah. That was the last thing I kind of want to talk about. Because, like, there's there's a few players, a couple of players that I want to talk about. Um. Yeah, so man of the uh, match, let's just get that out of the okay, way. Okay, yeah. Unless you want to build from the back or something. No, 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 no. Um, it's Jimmy. It's Jimmy, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, Santi, I if hoping, he scores I was, one of those goals, I was, Yeah, I was hoping you'd say Santi so I could mix it up, but uh, yeah, it's going to be it's Jimmy. It's Jimmy. Also, I mean, first of all, I mean, the goal was unbelievable. But also, like, Jimmy just played really well all game. Yeah, dude. I yeah, mean, Santi, he played like a DP. Yeah, he did. He did play like a DP. Mm-hmm. And, like, Santi definitely, I thought, had a good game, but he had a couple of big misses. Um... Yeah. There was a couple of times when he kind of got caught on the ball. Um, yeah, I I thought Jimmy just was at his more had like a like a more solid all around game, and then also he had like an unbelievable goal, mm-hmm. which which I think gives him the edge. But props to like Zach McGraw as well. We talked about the attackers a lot doing well, but McGraw, I mean, again, he's going against Adam Buxa, Carlos Hill, and Gustavo Bo. That is a it's one of the most deadly front threes in MLS. And he and Tui Loma both, like, held their ground. They played very well. McGraw did it without <laughs> accumulating a yellow card, which is even more impressive. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was really cool. And uh, who, who else deserves props? Um, Dyron for the goal, I guess. Ivicic for not making any egregious errors. Yeah, I um, mean, I guess... I don't know. I think I thought Dyron had a pretty solid game. Obviously, he had a huge miss, which was too bad. But uh, the goal was good, and I don't know. I mean, he's kind of a mixed bag. Um, I think like this is one of those games where like definitely like two years ago we would have like been saying Dyron played great, but like seeing as Dyron has like <laughs> elevated our like expectations That's for true. him so That's much. That's a good point. Like a game where like he you used to have been like holy even crap, a year ago, great. man. Yeah, even, even, even a year ago we would have been like what a great performance from Dyron. But like at this point, like we've been used to seeing like such a Dyron perform such a high level mm-hmm. over the last year that we're like, eh, yeah, he was good. It was a good game, but like you know, I feel like he's I feel like he's just like he set he set the hopes really high in general. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I do, I do I do you're right. I do think he played well overall, and obviously the goal was big. All right, I got one for my MLS moment that we haven't mentioned yet. So what's yours? Oh, um, you know what, dude? I forgot that we do MLS moments at the end. Yeah. Oh, well, well, I was gonna say, I okay, I was gonna, I want to do the Zach McGraw. And I guess I should have saved it then. Um, do another MLS moment. I'll go mine. Then. Yeah, you do yours. Let's see if I got another one. Dude, there was this moment here. in the first half where I'm pretty sure McGraw was just shielding a ball out, and he and somebody else, it might have been Buxa like gr- kind of grabbed each other and they both like kept running like backpedaling backwards <laughs> into the ad board I and they, like this. neither of them was willing to stop or like slow down so they yeah. both just continued running with each other like hugging yeah, each they other were, like, into both, the ad like, board pissed off like, yeah. just... and it's like this is on both of you guys yeah. <laughs> like, just, one of you is big enough where one of you stops like it's not gonna be a problem so that or just die like punting the ball yeah those, those are my two all right i guess i don't really have another one 
another like good one queued up. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna stick with the the Zach McGraw one. And again, like it wasn't even that it was like bad. I just seemed it was just like uniquely MLS, you know, in the which, in very much in the spirit. He like made a pass where like oh, it was yeah. on a tough <laughs> angle, and like he was just like, eh, screw it. I'm just gonna like play it like ten yards behind him, and he'll catch up to it, you know. It's like there's no effort to put curve or chip or like look for a different option or take a touch. It's just mm-hmm. like, like I'm going there, like you're gonna get that, and it's just like I don't know. It just seemed like a very uniquely MLS thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't want to like go over like every player, you know, and like, but there's definitely like, there's a couple of players that I like kind of want to talk about. Um, yeah. We already talked about like the top performers. Um, I know we talked about Nijgoda mm-hmm. um, a little bit already. I mean, obviously the miss was bad, but I think in general, like. Like you said, the hold-up play, he did have some decent hold-up play. Um, he was involved in a couple of chances and one of the goals um, pretty heavily. But he just really, like, I barely noticed him out there for most of the game. Yeah. He's just got to get involved more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that our midfield... Also, yeah, sorry. I, I want to ask your yes or no answer on this. Should Niazgoda ever be on the wing? Because I've seen strong no. opinions both ways. I don't think he should ever be on the wing. I okay. don't think his style of play would work out there. All right. Just make, make and I mean, one of the play. one of the big things about being on the wing is that it's not just about having a skill set. It's like you need to. Un- it's like a different, it's like a completely different way to play. You know, like you you you're playing in a completely different style. So even if you might have like winger skills, it doesn't mean you have like winger mentality. You know. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and that's something that I've noticed, like, just, like, playing, you know, like, as, like, a player, like, when I, you know, like, I, I think that, like, you know, I'm pretty decent in, like, uh, dribbling situations, one-on-one situations in the midfield. I go to the wing, it's a completely different game, you know. I'm going to I'm gonna tuck that metaphor into my back pocket, the winger mentality. Yeah. I like that. All right, who, who else did you want to touch on? Okay, the main thing I wanted to talk about then was Ivicic. Um, really? Yeah. Because I think that there was a, there was just... And it's not even like I really have a strong conclusion, but there was a couple of moments during the game that I kind of wanted to talk about, but like I didn't feel like we're like really big enough. Um, mm. Like, like his there was one there was one moment earlier, like you, I, I don't even know if we mentioned this or not, but he like was off a crossing, like dr- almost dropped it right on the foot yeah. of a New England player, and yeah, like it didn't, bad. but then he just picked it right back up and it was fine. It but was like, from like a weak header. Weak yeah, shot. it was one of those things where it was, it was like, like a, it was a weak was, bouncing shot. Yeah, there's absolutely was. no reason you would have needed to drop it. And he like almost I mean, obviously he'll say that like he had it, you know, planned out and it wasn't like uh it wasn't it wasn't it was, I think he would say it's slippery. Anyway, like it was one of those moments like could have been like an egregious error and wasn't, but like it's like kinda like kind of a little sloppy moment. There's mm-hmm. another one, um this was in the first half where, like, he he picks up a ball. Um, we win the ball off of a corner or something after, like, just fighting, like, a scrum in our box. And he instantly launches it out into a double team, and we lose the ball, and they're back down our throat within, like, 15 seconds. Yeah, his passing stats, now that I'm looking at him, were atrocious. Yeah, yeah, his, 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 um, his distribution was really bad. He had a couple he played out of bounds, just a lot of giving yeah, away balls. Yeah, a couple balls. Donovan Ricketts passes. Yeah. Um, and then just a couple moments in goal where he just, like, didn't look like super steady again i don't think there was any egregious errors this game but like there's a lot of stuff where i was kind of like uh, yeah definitely noticed a little bit of a quality drop off from steve clark to be fair i mean you know it's first game of the season and he hasn't had a ton of touches so like yeah right, no, there might be some rust or like it's not, but no big deals but anyway not um, yet <laughs> yeah not yet but anyway that was, i just wanted to t- touch on that real quickly um no that's good that's good 
Um, I don't really want to run down these MLS scores. You can look them up yourself. The one I'll mention because it pertains to the Timbers, LAFC demolished Colorado 3-0. Vela had a hattie in this one. Uh, It was a classic Vela hat trick. He got a penalty kick that he buried. Um, He had, like, a good goal, like, from open play. And then he had, like, a banger from open play as well where he cut it inside and then hit it with his left into the far post. Um, We're playing at LAFC next weekend. Or this weekend right right now. Uh, So this one I think I'll find even easier to excuse a draw with. But, um, yeah, I, I haven't looked at the odds, but I can't imagine they're really in our favor. I don't know. Maybe I should pull them up real quick. Is, is there anyone else, by the way, that you wanted to mention from the last game before I talk oh, about um, a little bit? No. Oh, oh, that's right. There's one other thing. Um, Bravo. Mm. Did not play well. Yeah. The long Bravo shots. Not play he's well. got to chill with the long shots. The long shots, shots was like the first thing that made me think that, but Bravo also got burned. On the wing, at least twice that I can remember. Hmm. Like I can, I can specifically remember two times him just getting absolutely blown by. Maybe more. Um, there's only two I can remember, but like, yeah, he got burned on defense. Um, obviously, he had he got a yellow card. I don't think his yellow was especially bad. Um, like, man, there's another tactical foul. But yeah, like, it was towards the end of the game. He, he, uh, it was another like Carlos Hill. Just but yeah, like his like uh, I don't know on offense, he didn't look like it, it's just not a great game for Bravo. Yeah, um, and I thought that like, and again, I'm only I'm only singling him out because like I feel like everyone else played like pretty solid. Um, I thought Van Rankin played pretty solid. I and I was pissed that there was a that that yellow card. I thought was dumb, but other than that, I thought he played pretty well. He had should have had an assist to Nice Gota. Yeah, um, and I he might have got credited for the assist to Jimmy. Oh, really? probably did. Well, he probably did, right? I guess. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works either. I bet I almost guarantee you MLS gives him an assist for it, but yeah. let me pull up the stats real quick and so, we yeah, can, that's a good we question. Can inform you. I think it should count as an assist. Like um, even though it went off the other player, like you know. I don't know. Um they did give him a nope, they did not. They did not. That's interesting. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Well they gave it to Santi. Well Santi had the Dyron assist. Oh, they gave it to... Wait, what? Then why does Chara have one? Because it's MLS, and you get two assists for every goal. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. Um, anyways, we got to go down to LAFC. That sucks. It's like one of our least favorite teams. But hey, we won last time we played there, so maybe we can pull it out. Yeah. My scouting report for this game is if Vela goes off, there's nothing we can do. But also, LAFC don't have a starting center forward so maybe we'll be fine yeah should that's, be a, should be a fun opinion. matchup um odds on this one yeah lafc your favorites minus 150 draw plus 300 timbers plus 375 so if you're feeling really confident you know maybe you can <laughs> win some dinner for yourself or something um all right anything else before we get to questions not really i think uh we got two lovely it. questions from our two biggest fans all right. First one will go from uh, John at John FC sixty six. He says, aside from our new acquisitions, what positions do you think we still need to address in the future? Let's let's attack that one first because it's a two parter. Um, um, what positions do we still need to address in the future? Well, goalies. <laughs> goalie is a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think it's never a bad thing to have 
a lot of good midfielders and attackers in MLS. Yeah. Since those are the ones that get injured most often. Also, Although probably use some center back, uh, center back is the answer for this one. Like we haven't brought it, we didn't bring in anybody, unless you count like draftees, which I also really maybe don't. a new outside back. Perhaps. So Perhaps. every position basically. Well, no. <laughs> you know, it's interesting mention that because yesterday we just extended one Pablo Bonilla. Pablo Bonilla. All right. Yeah. He's still twenty three. So, you know, twenty three is MLS young. It's not. It's, it's not really a young player. Um, I, mean, I guess it is. I guess it is. John's. Well, you know what? Let's go to Nate Man's other question first, because um, it relates to John's first question. Okay. Uh, Nate Man. Nate Man asks, which of our new signings do you expect to get minutes first? So our new signings consist of David Bingham, Justin Vomsteeg, third, third, third string goalie, uh, David Ayala in the middle. That's probably going to be my answer. Tega Ikoba, I guess you would count, like our backup forward. So maybe Tega. He's injured right now, though. Who else did we sign? Um, I think that's everybody. I have a spreadsheet. That's all the ones that I pulled up. Can remember. I think I think Ayala is the best. Obviously, he's the best guy we brought in. But I think actually, depending on, we don't really know much about Tega's injury. But if Tega's Obviously, if Tega's healthier, then we're super thin up top right now, so probably Tega. Um, yeah, I, I would say Tega. Or maybe Ayala gets some garbage minutes. Uh-huh. Like if we're up by two goals or something at home, you know, yeah, bring be, on be, the new Yeah, signing. be cool to see, cool to see Ayala. Uh, oh, Diego Gutierrez is another one. I, I don't really... I think he's more of a... Mm, I don't know. Yeah, probably, probably Ayala or Ikoba. Ikoba, if he's healthy, when more isn't, is my answer. Um, all right, we have another question from John, and this is the final one. Uh, you might have some thoughts on this. Thoughts on the USMNT's current situation at World Cup qualifying? Um, I'm scared. I'm not scared, but I wish we were doing better. I'm scared, bro. Okay. Our best players hurt and won't be back. For the rest okay, of yeah. The By the way, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about. It. I feel like we haven't, but no, we have. We like you and me have been talking about this, and like like our friends. But like Weston McKinney is insane. He is absolutely playing yeah. out of his mind, or he was before he got hurt. He's which the only player on the national team who I I would say like I I could see him moving to a big club and starting full time and be completely confident that he would like he could be the man on it like. Weston McKinney Midfield. has gone from, like, <laughs> someone who's, like, you know, kind of, like, in and out of, like, what was generally, like, the worst midfield in, um, of, like, the major teams to, like, running that shit. I mean, yeah. he is the only player, I think, during the qualifying matches that was really asserting himself, like, I'm the man, I'm better than all of you, like, I'm, like, ahead of this, like... This is my game. Yeah. This is my shit. Yeah. He looked amazing in qualifiers. He's looked amazing for Juventus. He's been scoring goals. But more importantly than just scoring goals, he's been scoring a lot of goals. Like, his passing looks better. His defense has always been good. But, like, he's looked way more confident on the ball. He's been way more dynamic in possession, setting up his teammates. I have been insane. bringing out the sauce. He's been busting out the sauce, dude. Every, every game by now. Weston McKinney has been playing out of his mind, which is why it's even more sad that he got hurt right now. I mean, I mean, hopefully it's not who, like 
what is it, like a fractured ankle? Uh, foot. Fractured, fractured foot. foot. Yeah, no, yeah. he's he's not going to be back for the rest of qualifying. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad injury. So, but I mean, let me pull up the table like for that real season quick. Ending or I, I'm, or I'll, I'll do it on my phone so it doesn't, so you don't have to hear me type it. But I believe we're still second right now, right? We're not going to catch, I don't I don't think we're going to catch Canada. Canada are a really, really yep. well-run team. Um, Freaking Canada, my God. Yeah. This I is mean, so humor. This is so embarrassing. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not super worried. Actually, yeah. I'm. I'm super worried, man. The our last three games, Greece, are yeah. well. Okay, first of all, the table. We're tied on points with Mexico and ahead on goal difference. No, we're not ahead on goal difference. What's the head to head? I guess it says goal differences. Oh no, we are ahead on goal difference. I, I miscalculated. Um, okay. And then Panama are in fourth with 17. So they're four points back. And Costa Rica are five points back. That's so, a little bit scary. So top three, obviously, if you don't know how it works, top three get an automatic bid. Fourth goes into a playoff Oceana, match playoff. against Oceania. New Zealand. It's, it's going to be, it's gonna gonna be New Zealand. It's, New Z- it's not even Australia anymore. Australia is in Asia now. It's <laughs> Apparently. The Oceania <laughs> <Yeah. Oceana> region <laughs> is New Zealand and a bunch of countries with populations that um, pale in comparison to Portland. Yes. Yes. So, so the U.S.'s three remaining matches are. Here's a great way to start it. Start out your uh-huh. final round at Mexico. Uh, the Azteca, of course. <laughs> Panama at home. Okay. And then at Costa Rica. So teams that should be incentivized to try and win those games. All three of those teams are directly below us in the standings. Oh. Costa Rica and Panama are fighting to save their lives. And, I mean, Mexico is, like, on the brink of disaster. I mean, shit, dude. Think about... <laughs> it was a disaster when we didn't qualify. Think how big of a disaster it would be if Mexico didn't qualify. That would be hilarious. That would be... That would be... Scary. They, they would be um, calling for heads. Yeah, literally. They already are. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, I'm not... These are very consequential matches, and I'll leave it at that. And we still don't have a number nine I don't know. on the I team still, that I, I trust. I still feel good. I still feel confident. I think that, like... Who starts a striker? Who starts a striker? There's any... Pepe? Pepe? Ferreira? <laughs> Listen, I've not, I'm not fully on the Pepe hype train yet. Zardes? <laughs> I've never sold... <laughs> Those I'm... are the three people we've been starting. They all suck! So does Josh Sargent. Josh Sargent scored today. Has or, no, he has an assist, and he's been okay. playing winger. He's not a forward. Daryl DK. <laughs> I like Daryl DK. I like Daryl DK. I know that everyone's like, oh, Daryl DK's not a real prospect or whatever, but I like Daryl DK, man. Daryl DK had nine goals in the championship last year. What, ten games? And I think, Bur- I think what was it, Brentford? Barnsley. Barnsley. Pretty sure they're the worst team in the championship this year. I'm pretty sure they're They were dead bad last. before he joined, and then he gave him a huge boost. They started playing a lot better, and then he left. And, and Orlando was like, oh, we'll hold out. I don't think we're going to sell you yet. You're fucking stupid. That's not how you're supposed to do business. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the U.S., I'm not, I'm not feeling great. I would not even pencil us in as having qualified yet. I mean, I wouldn't pencil us in. I, I still feel okay. I mean, I... What if okay? This wasn't okay. a good round of qualifying, but how about this scenario for you? And then we'll end on this. Yeah, yeah, we gotta wrap up. We get fourth. 
And Bill Tuiloma scores the winning goal for New Zealand in <laughs> qualifying against the Timbers. Or against Jesus Christ. If we, if we, get, if we get fourth and we get knocked out of the World Cup by Bill Tuiloma. <laughs> Just give up. I don't I, I honestly I, I don't even have like a I don't even have like a hyperbolic statement for what I'm gonna do. I it's don't a free know. kick in the nineties in the hundred and twentieth minute <laughs> that gets us. It's a Bill Tuiloma free kick. That's that's how it's gonna happen. I'm calling it right now. Yeah. I I can't even I can't even begin to pretend like I know what I would do if that happens. But all right, well that was good, uh, solid hour twenty ish. Um, got anything else to say? Not really. Um, I think we've about covered it. You uh, said not really, like you did. <laughs> That's the not, classic not, move. Not really is the is it buys me a little time while I think about whether That's I actually true. have anything That's to say. Um, anyway, not really. But uh, <laughs> we got a tough game next week. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, once you got anything else, I think the last thing to say is just go Timbers. Go Timbers. All right. <laughs>